Welcome to On The Mic With Mike. We don't always have these conversations with our loved ones, but we need to. The podcast that addresses controversial issues that affect us in the criminal justice system. Do you understand what we had to get to to carry a gun and defend ourselves? And even cultural challenges we face every day. People just love to make it about race. That's not the case. What causes you to be in a relationship that may lead to a potential domestic issue down the line? Resolve your unconscious bias and grow from an independent perspective based on facts and data. Why not use statistics in your analysis? And now your host. Do I seem like I'm on something or am I just losing it? Instructor Mike. On January 18, 2023, the Chicago Police Department notified COPA of an officer-involved shooting. And based on that preliminary information, the incident began when an off-duty officer approached four subjects who appeared to be in an altercation on the 1300 block of West 90th Street in the 22nd District. The officer's videos going viral, having Uh, discharged her firearm towards the man who appeared to try to rob her and take her gun. What training value can we get out of this video? Is there anything she did right? Is there anything she did wrong? Is there anything that she did different? Is there anything that she did by the book? It is very important to analyze these things, and that is what we intend to do here. So stay tuned. Instructor Mike will be right back with you. What's going on, you? This is Instructor Mike. You can follow me on Facebook at Mike Brown or Instructor Mike. You can follow it me on could Facebook. be you as a citizen and you walked up and you see somebody. You look, you look heavy. You don't know. Create special. That must be. Make eye contact with me. He's still trying to get it open a couple of times. So champ. All right, what's going on? This is Instructor Mike. We're back at it again. You can follow me on Facebook at Mike Brown or Instructor Mike on Instagram and TikTok at Yes Mike Said It on Twitter at Instructor Mike One and on YouTube. Instructor Mike, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell for notifications. Without delay, let's dive right into it. So, the Savannah Office of Police Accountability released the video that has since been going viral of what at first appeared to be a concealed carrying female citizen of Chicago, okay, who uh, defended herself against someone apparently trying to rob her. Well, she was an off-duty Chicago police officer. And in that situation, it's alleged that three of the subjects eventually departed and walked westbound on 90th Street. One subject remained and continued to engage with the off-duty officer. As the off-duty officer began to walk away, the subject grabbed her from behind and reached for her weapon, which resulted in a physical struggle. As both parties fell to the ground, the off-duty officer's weapon discharged, striking the subject, who later succumbed to his injuries. We are going to watch the video Specifically, we'll we'll get a chance to look at some of the other videos, but we're going to listen to or watch this video and we're going to look at the 911 call because those of you who have taken my concealed carry class, you already know what I say about 911 calls. And then I'll tell you or instruct you, give you some advice, if anything, on what, if anything, you should do in a 911 call and how you should stress test these things. Stress test these things. See, Practicing something when you're not under the influence of stress is one thing, but practicing that thing when you're under the influence of stress is another. So without delay, let's go on ahead and go right into the video. Here we go. And we are going to start for editing purposes right here at minute 
426. Here we go. I'm going to back it up to about four right here. Give it a little time to load up, and we're going to back it up here. Okay, we already know it's a disturbance going on, so. All right, yeah, during this silence, we're going to go ahead and uh, discuss a few things. So this is on the uh, south side of Chicago. Uh, I believe it's the Roseland uh, neighborhood, the Roseland neighborhood of Chicago. Uh, south side, you can see there's various apartment buildings over here. Let's see what, if anything, uh, comes about from this video. Okay. Okay. Now I'm going to stop right here. Okay. This is the officer in question right here. I will not say what the officer's name is, but this is the officer in question right here. Okay. This man is the man that was being chased after uh, in this given situation. So in so far as we see, we have two parties involved in this given situation, two parties involved in this given situation. If you're able to go on ahead and pause this video, zoom in right here. Those of you all who are firearms carriers, things of that nature, you will notice what that is on her right side appendix, right side appendix, right near what could be believed to be the femoral artery, the right side appendix, lower right side of her stomach. That is an inside the waistband holster, and inside that holster is a firearm. So let's continue. All right, so I got to back it up here. All right, here we go. Now, this is one of the things that I saw that I had a problem with, okay? And I kind of want to play it all the way through and back it up. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play it all the way through and I'm going to back it up because I don't want to stop you all from being able to see uh, from the beginning and then we can walk it back and discuss certain things. Here we go. Now, due to the graphic nature of what you're about to see, listener and viewer discretion is advised. Okay.
Those of you all who follow me, you know how I told you plenty of times, victim, victim can turn to suspect real quick. Watch what's about to occur. You can never get this trusting. Never. Now the sound has not caught up to the video. I don't know why, but we're still going to. Damn, baby, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Okay, Let's go right now. okay I'm sorry. Damn, baby. Now you're going to tell me it's for the jail. Damn, I'm sorry. Call the police. Call the police right now. I'm sorry, baby. Call your dumb ass out to dinner. Dinner. I don't want to die. Dinner. 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 Call the police, he just tried to rob me. I'm sorry, baby. Call the police. Now, you thought I was clear, I told you I'd shoot you. Yeah, you the he tried to steal the gun from me. Call the police. Yes. So obviously what you're call hearing is different from call what we just got through seeing. Call the police. He just tried to rob me. He got a whole surprise. Yeah, I just told you, brother. Call the police, guys. Call the police, guys. I just told you, I was trying to help you. I apologize, guys. I just tried to help you. I told you that mess, I shoot you. You tried to steal my fucking gun. I wanted to let the audio play all the way through before we rewind it back and then I do, you know, the commentary, obviously. All right, let's go on ahead and do it. Here we go. So. This right here is the first problem I have a part uh first part I have a problem with, right? This right here is the first part that I have a problem with. One we get into a better view. Sorry, guys. One, you're off duty. You're off duty, okay? And I'm going to tell you, as a former cop, <laughs> I have gotten in off-duty situations myself. And so I will tell you there is a thing called tombstone courage. Tombstone courage. What, if anything, does tombstone courage mean? Tombstone courage is putting yourself in a situation that you do not have to. And that's the question. Do you have to put yourself in this situation? Are you on duty? The answer is 
no. Tombstone courage. You are not on duty. So you heard a disturbance outside of a place where you are at. Don't know if it's your residence. Don't know if you're visiting. We can just say a place where you are at where obviously you are in gear and attire that is comfortable, right? When you came outside of this building, your hair was down. You were wearing Crocs, slides, sandals, slippers, right? You were in gray colored jogging pants and you had your duty or off-duty firearm, a semi-automatic firearm in a inside the waistband holster, right? You are in a state of comfort. And that is the thing about being a police officer, that just because you are the police, you think you don't have to call the police. And this is not a person living in a glass house throwing a stone. I've done the same thing. You're talking to a person who has been falsely arrested before, found not guilty before in a use of force incident where if I had to do it again, would I do it? Sure. Would I have chosen different options? Yes. Did I have to go where I went? No. Did I know this person had problems before? Yes. You see what I'm saying? When you insert yourself in situations that you don't have to get into, your courage is laudable. Your attempts are praiseworthy. Your desire to want to intercede is worthy, but you are by yourself. I cannot tell you how upset I am at some of these academies if they are responsible for creating a culture that makes you feel that because you are a part of or a member of a great department that has 12,999 more members plus you, that you have a superior mindset and all you have to do is call 10-1 and the cavalry is coming. Now, I don't know the new address of the Chicago Police Education and Training Center, if it's even called that anymore. But I remember the address used to be 1300 West Jackson. And I can tell you, and there are other officers who can tell you that that mindset that comes out of Chicago, that's one of the things that us Northern and Southern, Eastern and Western suburban officers used to have to deal with when we come across a percentage of the members of the Chicago Police Department that they think that they are superhuman and untouchable. And that is tombstone courage. And this is not just beating up on Chicago, but I'm speaking my experience. I'm speaking my experience. So let's continue with this. So here we go. I got to go ethnic. I got to go ethnic. When you put up your hair, what does that mean? You about to get into some ish. Come on now. Come on now. Don't do me. Don't do me. You know it's exactly what that doggone means. Here we go. So now you see one person. Now you see two. Now you see three. And what did she just show? What did she just show? Back here, what did she just show? What did she just show? Let me play back this. The quality is great, but I want to slow it down. Come on now. Come on now. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? This is what I'm talking about. Reliance on the gun. Reliance on the gun. Now, as soon as he walked up. Where is her hand? Hand is out. 
non-dominant hand is out, support hand is out, and that strong hand is near her what? Firearm. So now you just signal to everybody in a situation you inserted yourself into that you have a firearm. I want you to understand something. In every situation, there is always a firearm, even if they are unarmed. Even if they are unarmed, they still are armed. Let me tell you why. Because your gun has just now become at play. It's in the scenario. It's on the scene. It's in the scenario. It's on the scene. Let's continue. Bam. Now, what is she pointing to? Come on now. Somebody help me out. And maybe I'm mean. Am I being mean? I could be. Maybe I'm being mean. What is she pointing to? Why are you pointing at your firearm? Granted, yes, you are outnumbered, but you put yourself in a situation where you are outnumbered. There is a thing called officer-induced jeopardy. And in this situation, she didn't create the circumstances that arose to the need to use force, but she inserted herself into circumstances by yourself. You don't have a radio. You didn't call in the situation. If you go to COPA's website, I believe copachicago.org, let me just verify, yeah, chicagocopa.org, right? And you listen to the 911 calls, you do not hear her call 911 before she left out of the residence to get the police en route. In fact, one of the guys who was being chased or being battered, right, he called 911. But when he called 911, he gave the uh, address of 90th and Bishop, but the call taker wasn't listening to him. He gave the address twice of 90th and Bishop, but the call taker wasn't listening. The call hung up. We don't know if any Chicago police officers were even dispatched to the area. And you should never assume that the police have been called. You have to be the one to call them. Let them know it's a situation of disturbance and you're an off-duty officer getting ready to intervene. You want to get the cavalry on the way. I hate to say it, but Chicago is notorious for getting in situations, then calling squad, which is the informal or colloquial name of dispatch, then calling dispatch and letting them know. Tombstone courage. Y'all going to stop that. Y'all going to stop that. Let's continue. Why are you pointing to your gun now? So now you got three people who now know you have your firearm on you. Now, is this how you are announcing your office as a Chicago police officer? We don't announce the office by showing our firearm as a police officer. If your firearm is displayed, it's displayed. Because usually when you're on duty, you're carrying it outside the waistband. But if you're not carrying it outside the waistband and you're carrying it inside the waistband, what are you doing displaying your firearm in the first place? There's that confidence, that over-reliance, relying too much on that firearm to save the day. Here we go. Now she goes to putting her hands in her pockets. Closing the distance. He asking for his phone. Here we go. So you hear some of those typical Chicago inner city gang language. On whomever, on B, we beating yo A. Can I get my phone now? How many people do you see on scene? One, two, three, four, plus one. You got four against one. You are severely outnumbered. And now that you're outnumbered, you're doing what? Hands in your pocket. You can't make this up if you try. Hands in your pocket. 
Now, this is the guy right here, back here, who tried to grab her firearm. He's paying attention to all that. Body language, behavior, your defensive posture. You don't have any. You're not taking this serious. Come on, man. Come on. Just because a person says they are the victim, they are never the victim until it is proven that they are the victim. And even if they are the victim, you still have to protect yourself against them. Let's continue. Hands in your pockets, firearm right there. So now she got to step in to protect him. She is outnumbered. This could have been prevented. Now, what if they would have just jumped on her? What if this was a ploy? They would have jumped on her and taken her firearm and executed her right there. What if they would have done some other stuff? Come on, y'all. We can't do this. We cannot do this. Now, obviously, she was able to talk them off. directly for the plate. I got to slow it down. He went directly for the place where he knew the gun was at. Still hands in your pockets. Bam, tried to get it. Now, did she get low? Yes, she did. Just like she learned in defensive tactics in the academy. That these everything that you see her doing is all academy training. Got her firearm appendix. Pop shot her right there. Or shot him. Holding on to him. So now she's arm bonded. That's all arm bond. All of this is arm bond. She got low. Yep. She got a hold of the gun. Pop, shot him. All that stuff is arm bar. So when she's swinging him around, all of that is arm bar. Now, let's get to her comments. And, and for the record, I have no problem with the shooting. I have no problem with the shooting itself. He tried to grab her firearm. He tried to grab her firearm. It's fair game. Deadly force is authorized. Chapter 720, only compiled statutes, Act 5, Section 7-1. In defense of one's person, a person is justified in the use of force against another, when and to the extent that he reasonably believes that such conduct is necessary to defend himself or another against such other's imminent use of unlawful force. The word imminent means it's about to happen. However, he is justified in the use of force, which is intended or likely to cause death or great bodily harm, only if he reasonably believes that such force is necessary to prevent death or great bodily harm to himself or another or the commission of a forcible felony. So according to 
you know, uh, chapter uh, 720, Elman Compiled Statutes, Act 5, Section 7-1, under the civil standard, she's still good uh, in using this type of force against, uh, you know, uh, him, right? And she's an off-duty police officer, so she is authorized by law to, uh, with the duty to be able to make an arrest. So that part I have no issue with. The part that I have an issue with is her injecting herself in a situation where then after discovering that she's severely outnumbered, it's a, it's a thing that's called consume or be consumed, right? If you're going to step into a situation, be prepared to go all the way or not at all, because once you're in it, it's hard to back out of it. And we clearly saw that it was hard for her to back out of this given situation. Now, in the language, right, you can tell all the academy stuff after she had shot him or whatever the case may be, went right out the window. You could clearly tell, you know, call the police. I just shot someone. You don't ever say anything like that. You don't. And it's hard. I get it. I get it. Some of you may say, well, Mike, she's under stress. She's under stress. How could you expect her to, to know what to do, to know what to say? Those of you who follow me, remember you heard me talk about the Memphis Five, the five black police officers who, you know, uh, did what they did to Tyree Nichols and, you know, are now facing first degree murder charges. They pled not guilty. The trial is soon to come, obviously. You know, remember how I talked about the difference between white police officers and the communities they come from pre-service, pre-police service, and then the communities they go back to as probationary police officers that off-duty, you got your training that occurs on duty, and then your training that occurs uh, during, you know, the academy, and your training that occurs while you're in field training, and then when you go to the community that you live in, the training that you get within the community when you can go as a white person to O'Shaughnessy's or Lawrence or O'Doul's or McLarnagie's, whatever Irish name, I'm just throwing it out there, you know, and then you sit there, you got retired detective, retired sergeant, retired lieutenant, retired police officer, all he wanted to be was just the police for this long, and you got this, this community of former, current, and retired cops and uh, people who want to be the police, and they're able to gather around and speak to the people in the community to get that extra training, that extra, oh, I want to do this. How do you do this? Well, tell me how the academy went. Tell me how your day went. What did you do? What, oh, don't do that. Here's what you do, blah, blah, blah. You got all this extra training. Look at that community. Do you think that community, the black community, is a pro-cop community? No. Where is this probationary police officer going to go to to get that type of advice, right? Where's former uh, or retired first deputy superintendent Alphonse Weisinger? He's black, right? And I'm not throwing his name under the bus. Like, I'm just giving an example, right? Where are some of these uh, former and retired black police officers to form the community where uh, probationary police officers such as this young lady can actually have someone to go to post-academy training, post-FTO, right? She's currently still in FTO, right? She's a probationary police officer. She hadn't gotten out of it, right? Where is the extra off-duty officer training? Those mentors, someone you can talk to, learn extra things, you know, both proactive and reactive. Where is that community? And you can clearly tell she doesn't have an off-duty mentor. She doesn't have an off-duty community she can go to. You can clearly tell because training, 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 training. The brain is a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful creation, but the brain is still slave to repetition. you got to train over and over under the influence of stress. When you're not under the influence of stress, there must be training. I have to emphasize training. And obviously, her training kicked in, but after the situation had been resolved, now what she's going through is, got, is called SNS backlash, okay? The sympathetic nervous system backlash, where now you're trying to recover from it, and different people handle stress differently. You're going to see how she handles this stress. Let's continue. And I'm going to play it at normal speed. Don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell for notifications if I can get this doggone thing. So let me just play it and then I'll just do it under, under that. Come on. Call the police. Yes. 
I'm trying, y'all. Y'all see me trying. <laughs> this is not funny, y'all. Listen to what she's saying. That's why I, we'll keep it slow. Now, what does this teach you? Just because a person is shot does not mean they will go down. She discharged her firearm three times. I don't know how many times he was struck. <coughs> Excuse me. We can say at a minimum he was struck one time, right? Because it had to have been one bullet that hit him that caused him to lose his life because of this. So we can at least say he got hit one time. But what have I told you before? Just because a person is hit, hit does not mean down, down does not mean dead. Let's continue. Those words, those words. Now, notice she still got her gun in her hand. What does she do? She still got her finger on that gun. She still got her finger on the trigger inside of that gun. Officers, if you officers are watching, any Chicago police officers who are watching, if this officer is still on the job, wrap your arms around her and train her. I don't know what the disposition of this is going to be with COPA and with the department, but if she is still on the job, you must wrap your arms around her and train her. She still got her finger on the uh, trigger. She still hadn't put that gun away. And those of you all who follow me, who've been in my concealed carry classes, you've heard me say, this is one of the reasons why I am not an advocate for those inside the waistband holsters, because you got it tucked away, it's all cute and stuff, but when you are under the influence of stress, you see how that holster is probably very close to her body, right? It's not like her, her duty holster where it's away from her body, but it's on her, on a belt. Nine times out of 10, if she was on duty, she would have had the presence of mind to put that gun inside the holster because she's practiced those revolutions, those repetitions of putting that firearm back in the holster. But she has not practiced this under stress. And so what do you see her still having? She still has her hand on the gun. She's still holding the gun. Her finger is on the trigger. She is pointing that gun at other people because when people talk, they talk with their hands. And that is what she is doing. This is a no-no. Let's continue. Thank you. 
I hope she doesn't lose her job because of this. I really hope she doesn't. I think she's got a lot of potential. She does. But there's this is all a training issue. And see, Chicago Police Department administration, you mayor, you can't go on this binge of hiring people and not train them. See, I've told you all, training is litigation mitigation. And you see, she still has not put the gun up. She's still walking around with that gun in her hand. She has nothing on her saying she's the police. She's subject to being shot by anybody. Still got the gun in her hand. Now she talking with her hand, pointing this gun at anybody. This is a training issue. And you know what? I'm going to end the video right here. I can't fault her entirely. I can't do that. I can't in good conscience fault her entirely. I can't do that. I can't. Because this is a training issue. You know, this is a training issue. So if I take away her being a police officer and I look at her, the civilian, let's just say she was one of my students and she came to me as does happen when my students get involved in deadly force encounters, which I have had some get involved, right? What would I say to her? The same thing that I'm saying to you all in this video, except I would clearly see that she has not gotten more training beyond the 16 hours. Now, I wouldn't feel bad about her not getting more training because I tell all my students that 16 hours is not enough. And if 16 hours is not enough, and it could cause something like this, this Chicago police probationary officer went through approximately 900 plus hours of academy training, of which maybe 40 to 80, maybe 120 hours of firearms training within that 900 plus. I know it's more than 900. I know it is. So if after having gone through over nine to perhaps 16 to 1800 hours of academy training plus on the job training as a probationary police officer under the instruction of a field training officer. If with all that training, she still did what she did pre-shooting and post-shooting. What do you think you're going to do? Now, during the shooting, I'm very proud of her. Oh, my God. Right? At, when he tried to grab her, she immediately got low. Right? Changed her position and then went right to her academy training. Why? Because during defensive tactics, they do it over and 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 over again with their duty belts, with dummy pistols that are equivalent to the size and shape of the pistol that they would carry on duty. So the fact that she was able to get low, get into a position, close quarters, grab that firearm, pop, 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 right? One of the things I wish she would have did was after that shooting, create distance but having a police mindset wanting to hold on to them pop pop i'll give you i'll give you a pass on that right but this is all 100 a training issue she was justified in doing what she had to do now i cannot i would be remiss in my duties of teaching you if I did not get to that 911 call. We got to end with the 911 call. Remember how I told you, if you were ever in my class, I told you what some thing, I gave you some suggestions on what to say when you're calling 911, right? Officer, I've been the victim of a crime. I, well, that was, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking about when you're in interrogation, right? Here we go. Shots fired, shots fired. Subject down, subject down. 
644 East 79th Street, 644 East 79th Street. My name is Mike Brown. I'm in a white shirt, blue tie, gray pants, black shoes. I'm upstairs on the top floor, right? You want to give the situation that occurred. Shots fired, shots fired. If she was on duty, right, and that was the 22nd district, it would have it would have probably went down like this, 2255 or whatever her beat tag was. 2221, 2221, shots fired, shots fired, shots fired by the police, saving a couple units this way. She would have never given her name except her beat number. She would have never gone into a long description. She would have never gone into any of those things. And she doggone wouldn't have said, I just shot a person over the air because her training shots fired by police, right? You always want to give the location first. 644 East 79th Street, 644 East 79th Street, shots fired, shots fired, subject down, subject down, right? Here we go. Send police and two paramedics. Send police and two paramedics. I'm wearing a white shirt, blue tie, gray pants, black shoes. Keep it simple. Don't talk about the streaks and the angles and don't do that. Just keep it simple, right? And if they ask you questions over and over again, those are the only things you should say. 644 East 79th Street. What am I giving? My location. And if you want to get even more specific, 644 East 79th Street, top stairway. 644 East 79th Street, top uh, top stairway. Shots fired. Shots fired. Subject down. Subject down. Right. Uh, send police and two paramedics. Right. I'm wearing a black jacket, white shirt, blue tie, gray pants, black shoes. Black jacket, white shirt, blue tie. Gray pants, black shoes. Just those five things. That's it. Okay? Let's listen to this 911 call and see what, if anything, she said. January 18th, 2023, given situation we go back to listen to the call january 18th 2023 1303 and 30 seconds when you call 911 be careful what you say when the phone is ringing why it is recording during that time it doesn't start to record when they pick up. It records before. It's always recording. It's always recording. Let's continue. 
Chicago emergency line. Hey, um, Chicago. Hello. This is um Officer Dillon. I just, just got robbed and I shot the man. Can you please come? I just got robbed and I shot the man. Could that have been better said? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not beating up on her. She hasn't been trained. She has not been struck. You see what I'm saying? So I'm teaching you all, but please, I'm not, I'm not beating up on her. Okay, let's bring it down. This is all a training issue. Could the same thing have been said? Shots fired. Shots fired. Subject down. Subject down. I'm at the 1300 block of West 90th Street. 1300 block of West 90th Street on the corner of Bishop and 90th, 90th and Bishop, whatever the case might have been, without getting in the narrative of who did what. Yes, they are still going to send the police because shots were fired. They are still definitely going to send the police because the subject is down. They're also going to roll fire and EMS because a person is down. So you don't have to say, I shot the person. You don't have to say that. I hope she sees this video. Let's continue. You're off duty? Yes, I'm off duty, ma'am. Okay. Here they come right now. I see the MLMs now. Okay, just just one moment. <laughs> oh my God. What, 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 what is your name? During this 911 call, <clears throat> anytime you have space available, take breaths. Take breaths. You got to control your breathing. Don't give me that excuse. Well, Mike, I think you're being too hard. Shut up. Don't give me that excuse. You got to practice this stuff. Your life matters. Let's go. Let's go. Combat breathing. Here we go. We're going to do it on count of four. You're going to inhale up to four. You're going to hold it on four. You're going to exhale on four. You're going to hold it on four. Here we go. One, two, ready, inhale. Two, three, four, hold it. Two, ready to exhale. Exhale. Two, three, four, hold it. Two, ready to inhale. Inhale. Two, three, four, hold it. Two, Exercise those lungs. Exhale. Two, three, four. Hold it. Two. One more time. Inhale. Two, three, four. Hold it. Two. One more time. Exhale. Two, three, four. And stop. Muscles without oxygen fatigue faster. You need to get oxygen back to your brain so your prefrontal cortex can come back online so you can begin to think. Because right now you were just in the amygdala. You were in fight, flight, freeze, fawn, emotions. You were in that part where it was all about reaction. Very little time to think, a lot of time to you know do what you have to do, or maybe not even a lot of time to do what you have to do. But you're in that mindset, right, during the sympathetic nervous system dump. But the muscle, the, the blood and oxygen goes to the major organs to support a fight, flight, even an emotional or fawn response. But the one thing you don't want to do is freeze. What causes you to freeze? Not having anything in your brain for your brain to pull from to say, this is what you do. We don't have time to think this is what you've done before in this situation, like or equivalent to it. Do that. Let's see what happens. That's what your brain does. Come on now. Come on now. You got it. You got it. Come on. Um, precious gun. Gun? Yeah. And you said EMS is already there? They come in right now. Um, fire is on their on way right now. You, do you, did you already notify them or you hear them? Um, I hear them like pulling down the street right now. And you just shot them? Yeah, I shot them. Now you see how the EMS, the EMS, not the EMS, but you see how the call taker, the call taker will walk you to your conviction. 
the call taker will walk you to your conviction. What do I mean when I say that? And you shot him? Yeah, I shot him. The call taker will walk you to your conviction. And this isn't to say she's going to get charged. This isn't going to say she's going to get convicted. But that 911 call, that 911 call can be disastrous. Disastrous. Come on now. 911, what's your emergency? I'm at 644 East 79th Street, top stairwell. 644 East 79th Street, top stairwell. Or I'm at the corner of State and 29th, 29th and State, right? Shots fired, shots fired. Subject down, subject down, right? Send the police and two paramedics. I'm a male black dressed in a black jacket, white shirt, blue tie, gray pants, black shoes. Even if you got to look, black jacket, white shirt, blue tie, gray pants, black shoes. Why am I telling you to point? Muscle movements, major muscle movements. You need to start getting back to normal. You're under stress. Black jacket, white shirt, blue tie, gray pants, black shoes. And notice every time I'm doing that, I'm glancing up and I'm looking, checking my surroundings. If you got to touch it, to remind you what you got, black jacket, white shirt, blue tie, gray pants, black shoes. We need you to give us that location again. State and 29th, 29th and state. Shots fired, shots fired. Who shot? Shots fired, shots fired. I need you to tell me who shot. Shots fired, shots fired. Are you shot? Shots fired, shots fired. Where's the subject? Subject down, subject down. Did the subject run? Subject down, subject down. Well, what are you doing about a subject? Subject down, subject down. Well, what assistance do you need? Send the police and two paramedics. Why two paramedics? One for them, one for you. One for them, one for you. Right? Here we go. I'm a male black, right? Black jacket, white shirt, blue tie, gray pants, black shoes. That's it. Fast five, fast five, location, situation, subject location, right? Because even in given the location, that's your location, right? Here we go. What assistance you need and what you're wearing. Fast five, location, situation, subject location, what assistance you need, police and two paramedics, and What's the last one? Here we go. What you got on, your description. That's it. Come on now. Let's finish the rest of this and then we out of here. Three more minutes. I'm trying to call my bosses, but ain't no one answering for me. I try to call fourth district. Okay. I cannot even believe this just happened to me. During this time, you should be what? Breathing. Breathing. I'm good. Hey, um, I shot him. Yeah, I'm a police officer. Off duty. Yeah. I don't know. He tried to steal my gun. I'm a, I'm a police officer. He just tried to steal my gun. And I can guarantee you, none of these bought none of these people on scene were her bosses. I can guarantee you this is the fire department. This is the fire department. So now whatever you said, they're subject to subpoena. You just told them the incident. You told them the incident, allegedly. Okay. You told them the incident before you even told your bosses. This is a training issue. Chicago police. You owe it to these rookie officers to teach them continuously, to teach them better. You black retired officers, former officers, wrap your arms around these rooks and teach them better. You got to train them well under stress. You officers who are watching me, who feel you too good enough and you don't have to get training. Unacceptable. You better get training. You better train hard for the day will come. Train hard for the day will come. All right. 
I'm out of here. This is Instructor Mike, and you've been trained. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Mike Brown or Instructor Mike on Instagram and TikTok at Yes Mike Said It on Twitter at Instructor Mike with the number one, Instructor Mike one. All right. And on YouTube, uh, Instructor Mike, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell for notifications. Get yourself in someone's training course, and you better make sure that you're training under stress. It is no one's job to protect you, but you. I'll see you. What's going on, you? This is Instructor Mike. You can follow me on Facebook at Mike Brown or Instructor Mike. Follow it me on could be you as a citizen, and you walked up and you see somebody. Look heavy. They don't know. Create special. That must be. But it's good to know that this can handle the high pressure rounds of the flooding. Make eye contact with me. He's still trying to get it open a couple of times. Show champ.